King Bruno's spot today. Mm -hmm. And we are so lucky to be joined <laughs> by a new co-host, yes. Miss Laurel Dykus. Yes. How are you, Laurel? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Happy think, to be here. Yeah, the intro went pretty good. That's yeah. the first time I ever got to do that. So, Bruno doesn't uh, let you? No, he's he, no, he he would. He's just okay. very good at it. So oh, okay. I prefer okay. to do it. Um, sure. But how are things in in your life? How are things going? Good, good. Um, we had a marketing leadership retreat yesterday. So a summit. Um, it's a summit. We had a retreat the other day, uh, where we relaxed. And this one we did goals focused and alignment. So is that the difference between a retreat and a summit? Yes, oh. I often call them the same thing. But I they um, were the same thing. nope, nope. A retreat is for fun and okay. team building, and a summit is for goal setting and um, growth. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> um, what other exciting things do do y'all have going yeah. on in the marketing world? There's a lot. There's a lot happening. Um, okay. The rest of the team is at Amplify. It's an SMPS conference. Can um, you society. define SMPS? I sure can. For Society me? for Marketing of Professional Services. I knew that. Yes. So focused that. on AEC. Um, there's a lot of good kind of learning opportunities with SMPS. All of our, all of the marketing and communications team is involved in one of the SMPS chapters. Um, oh yes, thank you. Uh, they just put up on the screen, um, and this is a call to action, we need your help. Um, so at the local level, we submit for the Marketing Communication Awards, um, and we won in both Austin and San Antonio. Um, we had a lot of great award content. Um, there's different categories. Kayla and Miana submitted some great ones in um, San Antonio. Carolyn Haldeman um, submitted one for Austin that uh, did really well. So we won at the local nice. level, and then um, we have made it to the nationals. So across all marketing departments, in the entire country, um, we're a finalist for an internal communications um, mixed media category. So um, if you could please go to the link that they're going to put in the chat um, and vote for us. We um, have a couple different ways to win. One of them is the popular vote. So if everyone in RO votes and everyone watches the podcast, so they should vote. Everyone. Everyone. Um, then we might just win the popular vote, which would be fantastic. Cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. And this is for the three-year strategy? This is for the mm -hmm, our internal communications plan for the three-year strategy. Oh, okay. We um, put it together in a quick amount of time and um, did some cool things. The job site media kits and the cookies that mm, um, are connect. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> um, we think that it's award-worthy. So. Okay. Well, y'all... Wait, but you already won locally for this. Yes. So but, it is award worthy. Yes, but also national. National is pretty oh, big. It is. is it, and this isn't just construction? Is this? Nope. So it's primarily AEC, architecture, engineering, and okay. construction. Um, but some other firms can can be in SMPS, but it's primarily AEC. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, good luck. I voted yesterday when I saw, the, I saw the link. So I yes. Figured. On our Instagram story? Uh, no, on... LinkedIn. You, yeah, well, you told James to put this up, and then I went to the link. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do prep for this podcast. Yes, very, very minimally. Last minute as well, most of the time. Yeah, um, that's okay. when the best work is done. Sometimes, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, and it was super easy. You just click the button. You just click. And, yeah. yeah. You, you might have to do the little recapture oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, choose what a Especially sidewalk nowadays. is. Right. Yes. Data security is very important. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, neat. Okay. 
Yeah, so we have that happening. Um, and then later on LinkedIn, you're going to see um, an interview that Paul Roberts did with TSTC, Texas State Technical College. Um, we have quite a few alumni uh, from Texas State Technical College, um, Paul Roberts being one of them. Mm. And uh, they wanted to know about his kind of career progression and, mm. um, you know, how he how he found himself the regional safety manager. Um, so a pretty good little interview. Wow. Yeah. We should have had him out. on the show instead. Well, there's <coughs> other opportunities. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Maybe next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. Um, well, in the R and D world, yeah. What's happening are, with you? Uh, we're plugging away, doing okay. some actual R versus D. Okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of research. Um, myself focusing. We're, we're trying to do this little embodied carbon white. The paper. white paper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully you will help make. Yes. Sound grammatically better as I try to struggle through talking. And, and <laughs> I was going to say, hey, can, can you um, explain to the audience what embodied carbon is? Oh, that's a great question. I can try. Great. It is all of the emissions associated with the production and manufacturing of a product. Okay. And they call it cradle. Well, I guess there's different lengths of period you can, you can define it. But okay. all the emissions that are associated with producing a material. Okay. Uh, manufacturing it, sending it to a job site, okay. using it in some sort of construction, ah. uh, and then during the the building's life cycle, uh-huh. like it, does it emit even more? Yes. Um, and okay. then the kind of the when you destroy it, right? Yeah. When you destroy the building, it comes yeah. down all the emissions associated along that path. Okay. Uh, so what's the white paper? What are you digging into specifically? Well, I want to do some background. Okay. Uh, just to kind of provide some high level yeah. detail for. Yeah for everyone in the company because it's okay. kind of an internal thing. Yeah. And then I really want to do a case study yeah. of like one of the projects. <gasps> Ooh, okay, okay. It seems like it, well, so it could get very complicated and yeah. very fine-grained or it yeah. could be very general. Okay. Um, so I actually met with our own Nick Vargo this <gasps> morning. Our own Nick Vargo. Yes. Uh, so he could kind of help me figure out where I could find quantities or yeah. material specs. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so focusing on one project and, and trying to get real... Real accurate Detailed. estimates on, on the embodied carbon. Okay. And then there's all these nice benchmarks that uh, I don't forget. I forget the governing bodies that okay. develop them. But you could kind of compare whatever project we choose to look yeah. at. You can compare it to a benchmark and see are we above, below, mm. uh, and then kind of where we could really be saving some yeah. um, on our emissions. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's neat. You know, we get asked a lot about on the pursuit side, you know, what what we're doing, what we're doing to help the environment, and um, this could be a really good, really good thing to include. Yeah, St- we're studying the environment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, I remember Ash Ash Gillen was walking through the office the other day. He's like, "I just learned a new word: global warming potential." <laughs> I was like, "That's literally what I'm just working on right now." Yes. Um, okay. So it seems like it's very uh, very pertinent. Very pertinent. Especially, I feel like climate change, of course, is getting more and more... Yeah. Not popular, uh, but... Discussed. Right. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, the building industry is a a very big contributor to that. It is. Yeah. But a lot of opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that's that's me and Mr. James Donald Holmes over there. He is working with Josh Langley and the folks up in the uh, Dallas Precon Department. Okay. Looking at job costs mm. um, and comparing them to those our estimates. Okay. And seeing where kind of those fluctuations within there. Yeah. So he's doing a lot of a uh, lot of data cleaning. Okay. Pulling some reports at a viewpoint. Yeah. To make sense of it. So. Okay. Will we'll they... see when he makes me do it. Um, <laughs> Will they be turned into dashboards at all? For a for a live uh, look, He's yeah. He's giving us a nod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, times, right? it might tie into the 
we have the precon historical cost yeah. dashboard. Yeah. Although it's not really cost, it's more just the estimate side yeah. of things. Yeah. So there's a way potentially there's a way we could just kind of pull in the the final job cost. Ooh, too. okay. And give them a really valuable tool. So. Very valuable. And that, that's kind of what that was Tim Simpson's idea. All that right, was his Tim. Original intent with Snaps it. for Tim. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but so hopefully we can we can finalize that project. Yes. Uh, How long have you been working on that? A long time. Okay. Since November. So, okay. That's uh, a good amount. I, I guess the estimate part has been wrapped up, and now James is doing all the job stuff. Sure. So okay. job cost stuff. So. Hard costs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, Very cool. Those are our, our, I guess our primary pursuits. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so good with the sounds over there. Um, well, now I think this is a good time to to kind of do one of our little segments, one of Bruno and I's I'm ready. segments with you. Yes. Yeah. As as the uh, the co-host there, and so if we could get the uh, the wheel on the screen there, I think it's not on there, or maybe it's on there. We're trying to figure it out. Well, we're going to spin the wheel. That'll Great. decide our segment. We have, I think, four or so segments. I think Nick might be spinning the wheel. Oh. Uh, here comes our own Nick Vargo in to spin <laughs> the wheel. Special, special guest. Our Vanna White. Ready? Yes. Give reset. Ooh. And I can't read it from here, so we'll just see. <laughs> Maybe Vanna will tell us. <laughs> you have... Just barely around oh, the world, around. building right. around the world. Okay, yeah. great. So we're going to talk about the Great Man-Made River Project. Can't Have you wait. heard of this project? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it is a colossal civil engineering endeavor um, focused in Libya. Okay. So they, uh, I didn't know this, but they have a lot of deep aquifers in the southern region of Libya. Great. And so they're trying to, maybe this isn't the best environmental thing, but they're trying to pump a lot of that water up to their northern cities okay. uh, on the coast to provide a lot of water. So it's this giant network of pipes okay. um, that are running all across Libya. And it was actually started in the 1980s, so wow. it's, and it's currently still going. So it's they're. Did they take a break at all, or they just have been going well, for years? Like I said, it's colossal. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some political stuff, and oh. then pe it's a big project. So like sure. security, water is a resource. And, yeah, some people want to keep a lot it. Of stuff. Okay. Yeah, a lot of issues with there. So they're they're slowly kind of plugging along. It's mm -hmm. slated to finish in 2030, though. So so coming up on that. Oh, are we coming up on 2030? Well, when you're starting in the 1980s, yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess you're nearing the final years of your of, uh, your project there. Okay. And when it's done, it's supposed to be able to transport up to 6.5 million cubic meters per day. Wow. Which is the equivalent of the flow through Niagara Falls in one hour. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Have you been to Niagara Falls? I haven't, but I assume a lot of other people have, so that's why <laughs> I include that little fact. Um, <laughs> and then it's supposed to be over 17... 1,750 miles of pipes, wow. which is the driving distance from New York City down to Miami. Wow. It's a lot of piping. It's a lot um, of piping. And it's going to cost between 20 to $25 billion. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know because, you know, there's, like I said, political things. Sure. And all so sure. Maybe they're playing their cards close to the best. But <laughs> that is the Great Man-Made River Project. That's pretty cool. It's been going on for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think maybe James showed some photos of it. He says yes. So. 
I, well, I was talking with my co-host here, so I, I wasn't looking. Priorities. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Neat. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. I, I learned know. something. Yeah. Now I'm ready for trivia. Yeah. That, that was my goal with, with <laughs> one of these segments was to learn a little bit more so I could be better at trivia. Yeah. I kept getting second place and I wasn't happy. Second place. Yeah. That's tough. Against a bunch of undergrads, too. Oh, man. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that. Yeah. I don't know if we have time for one more. Do you think we have time for one more? Or how, how long do you... How long do you think your intro is going to take? Oh, just a, it's going to be real quick. Okay. Well, then maybe we have time for one more. I'm not Bruno. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, I was just having so much fun. I thought it yeah. would be exciting to continue. Should I introduce our guest? Yes, please. Who is this guest? All right. To well, today we have Mr. Seth Campbell. Oh. Seth is um, a safety manager in the Dallas region primarily. Um, I actually have had the pleasure of working with Seth pretty closely um, the past couple of weeks. He has been a great asset to the firm. Um, he has been on um, some different segments on TV. He's been interviewed. He was interviewed yesterday for KXAN. Um, so if you haven't heard, we have um, these really fantastic safety sensors um, with a company called Safeguard um, to monitor uh, heat awareness. Um, out on the job sites. So uh, Seth has been great. Um, he has the best attitude. He's always ready to um, to help out, which is really helpful because people don't want to hear from me. They want to know who um, the boots on the ground are, who's actually using the product, um, and why it is really innovative. So Seth has been fantastic, a fantastic partner. Um, he even made it work yesterday. He had a um, media segment uh, that five minutes before his computer died, um, but we made it work. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Found a new, borrowed a friend's computer and uh, and was filmed. So, Dang. Yeah. That's impressive. Yes, it is. Well, great. Well, we'll hear from Seth right after this commercial. I was recently impressed by you because I, I didn't know this, but you <laughs> at one point in time competed in bodybuilding. I did. And the dedication to do that. Oh. I think we've got a picture of you pulled up here. Oh, on my the gosh. Like... <laughs> Y'all did not. Oh, I think this is incredible, though. Just like the amount of effort and dedication to it. I've got a lot of respect for anyone who can say no to ice cream for, for months right. and st stay on the healthy foods. And, you know, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. What what got you into that? Was that just an interest you always had and you decided to pursue it? or? Man, I you know, I kind of got picked on quite a bit growing up. I was always a little guy. Freshman year of high school, I was five foot, 100 pounds. Um, and when I graduated high school, I was only 5'10", 135 pounds. So I, um, I started wanting to get into the fitness thing, you know, you know, with dating and stuff like that. Like I always felt little, so I wanted to be, I didn't feel like I could protect anyone or anything like that. I'm a protector. So like if I, you know, if I got bigger, I could probably help, you know, Makes sense. so be a better protector. So yeah, definitely got into it. it was super hard to stay on a diet but i was very tunnel vision so it was it wasn't too hard after i got into it that's that's incredible and congratulations on <laughs> uh, on on getting that going that's, it was fun that's it was fun. amazing do you feel like that dedication and the the ability to focus yourself do you feel like that translates or carries over carried over into other parts of your life beyond just working out and diet 
Absolutely. So it built it built a really good basis for character as far as <clears throat> being on time with your meals, you know, showing up to work on time, stuff like that. And I was also a personal trainer during that time. So I always made sure that, you know, the people that I was training also followed the same regimen and, you know, they treated themselves with respect. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing here at RO for me, at least, you know, I always try and do that. So. Yeah, it definitely it definitely put a baseline for some things in my life that I really use a lot. Man, that's uh, couldn't agree more with you. I think that's one of those things you, you I don't think it's a knock on anyone who doesn't work out or take care of themselves, but whenever you do see someone that does that, if if you can love yourself that much, you can probably love others, love your job, love what you're doing. Absolutely. That much. 100%. I think it's just a great way to uh, almost broadcast your, mm-hmm. your willingness to dedicate yourself to something. Absolutely. And, you know, like talking about, talking about that, you know, um, it's a very selfish sport, but you know, when you get out of it, only a little bit of vanity in there, right? A <laughs> little bit, but you know, once you get out of it, you realize, you know, Hey, if I can do this, everyone else can make their life better or do something in that sort, whatever makes them happy. So that's oh, how yeah. I felt. I like that. So for those that don't know, uh, what do you, what is your current role at RO? So I am a safety manager in the Dallas region. I am currently on the SMU project. Shout out SMU. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so, yeah. just, just a little behind there. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> Give me a hard time for the sound effects, see how they do. But SMU project is so cool, though. There's so many different facets to it and it's an active campus as well so i imagine that's like a a (sighs) incredibly challenging project from a safety perspective it is um public protection is huge um you know it's when it comes to the students the staff the faculty it doesn't matter it's the you know there's always that potential of us running into them or them running into us some way somehow so as long as we protect you know our job sites which we do a very good job at smu of doing that um it it goes way smoother you know so it's been it's been great you know and school's coming back in the students are showing back up so the the traffic is starting to pick up oh so it's it's good time (laughs) hot and traffic and students man i'm surprised my ac and my truck ain't gone out Just roll down those windows, man. No Dr. Way. Fritz did it for months. No way. Your years. I, I don't know, however long it was. Guy drove around no AC. That's like, wild, uh, that was like, um, oh, what's that basketball player? Dirk Nowitzki. When he first moved here, he didn't realize that his car had AC. <laughs> for the first year, he drove around without AC in the in his car. And his, his teammates were like, why are you always sweating when you get to practice? <laughs> Figured he would have had like a good cover, like oh, I'm doing warm ups before I yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it was he didn't realize his car had AC because oh where he's God. from didn't have it. That's hilarious. <laughs> Poor guy. You know? That's proof that like money isn't gonna do everything for you. That's right. You, you, you still gotta like I was like, wow, what a out. what a humble man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Seth, how did you end up at RO? Oh man, so um when I was eighteen I graduated high school and I was about to go into college and I wasn't doing anything that summer. And my dad was like, why don't you just come work for RO? Who, who's like, your dad? Uh, my dad is Charlie Campbell. He's a senior superintendent in the Dallas area. Um, and he was like, why don't you just come do that? I was like, okay. And so I started with a man named Steve Munoz uh, when I was 18. And I probably have never worked so hard in my life. 
I am very <laughs> thankful for that time, but I am glad it's over. <laughs> I it was it was like the summer we have right now. It was 115 degrees outside, and we had to make a deadline, and we made it. But it was seven days a week, 15 hour days. It was it definitely brought the best out of me and the character and stuff like that. I learned so much that summer. I was always worried about getting fired. <laughs> because my That's dad, perfect. my dad, my dad told me he goes, "You're gonna go, you're gonna go work, but he'll fire you if you don't work hard." I said, "Oh, great!" <laughs> so, so I was every day, every day I thought I was on the chopping block. <laughs> Thanks for the sunny forecast, pops. <laughs> yeah. really looking forward no to kidding. showing up. I was, I was, I'm not kidding. I was like, oh. <laughs> I think that's good, though, having some sense of uh, accountability through whatever mechanism in your life, whether it's right. how your, your your parents raised you or something you learned in school or in life or what have you. I think there's uh, probably a, a, a few too many people in the world that don't have that sense of accountability. I think right. they're um, unfireable. They can defend every mistake and all that. Yes. Like, Man, screw up. Just admit it. Like, move on. No one's going to exactly you know, knock your head off the wall because you, you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think most people are pretty compassionate and they, mm-hmm. they probably made mistakes themselves. Absolutely. I say, hey, it's so, all good. I worked with I worked with him and then I left went to college. College didn't work out. I came back and I started working for Britt Harris. Um, in, I loved working Doing, I was a field engineer for him. Um, I learned a lot. I was going to go the superintendent route. Um, left and went and did bodybuilding. And then I came back and I told my father, if I, if I came back, I said, I'm not leaving for 15 plus years. I said, I'm going to stick my boots in the ground and I'm going to stay. So a couple months in, uh, Ross reaches out to me. He said, I think you should be safety. And I laughed at him. And I said, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, you need to think about it. You should think about it. Were you laughing because you couldn't understand him? Or you're because, laughing at the Because concept? I didn't see myself in safety at the time <laughs> at all. And so I was like, no way. I was like, and, you know, we had a really good conversation. And part of that conversation uh, gave me reassurance that he cares about his people. So I came over to the safety side, and that was the best decision I ever made. He, and he really does. I'm, I'm giving him a hard time, but uh, <laughs> he is one of those people. You can tell he 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 truly cares about everyone. Well, I mean, everyone at RO, but especially his his department, his people. He wants to see them uh, grow and get the right person to the right role. It's not about you know filling seats or what have right you. numbers. Yeah, yeah. You're not a number to him or anyone anyone in the safety department for that fact. Um, we all know each other very well. Um, we've gotten to know each other on retreats and stuff like that, or company outings. Um, we're a pretty tight knit group. Um, I really enjoy it. So it's, it's not something that you come across very often, if that makes sense. No, not at all. And that's, <laughs> uh, you'll have to forgive me. I, I don't really know the safety culture of other GCs and I don't know if you do. Do you feel like that's something specific to safety groups or is that more of an RO thing that you guys have grown so close together. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's an RO thing. It's a, it's a family thing. Uh, this company is, uh, you know, family owned operated. Um, and you feel that in, in RO, in my opinion. Um, so I definitely think Ross has been pushing that family culture with the department and it's, it's definitely panning out. I definitely enjoy spending every, every minute, whenever we all get together, I'd love every minute spending time with those, all the men and women that we have in our troop. That's, that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's great whenever you can show up to a job and get something done and take home a paycheck. Right. But it's a career 
whenever you can come in and enjoy those people you're around and crack jokes, have fun and help each other out when you need it. And Absolutely. Do all those things that uh, make life life rather than just a, a, a job. Yeah. A, a night punching that clock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that. Not, I'm sorry. Not here. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Happy you don't have to. I'm, yeah, no way. <laughs> so you've been with the safety department for how long now? Uh, four and a half years, I think. Okay. I might be wrong. What's but I think we're, it's, we're not. This isn't a test. Okay. We're open to estimates. All right. Good. I'm not going to test. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite things about being in the, the safety department? Oh, man. Definitely, you know, coming from being a personal trainer, being able to help people. Um, you know, because it's, it's not just, you know, we're not just out there to re get on, you know, other other companies are like, oh, he's just trying to slow our work down. No, we actually care. We want to make sure that you go home to your family and your friends. Um, a lot of, everyone comes to work to make money to put uh, money, uh, food on the table for their families. So it's, you know, it's, no one comes to work to get hurt. No one deliberately, you know wants to get hurt or do anything like that. So I definitely enjoy being able to walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, if you did this, I promise you, you won't get hurt. But if you do what you keep doing, it could be bad. And they're like, Oh, okay. Thank you. You know? And like just that little bit of thank you, you know, or you walk up and someone's tied off the way that they're supposed to be, you know, and it looks great and they're protecting themselves because they have that knowledge and that training. It's really awesome. So I love that. I would imagine that's a very difficult thing to do. Just, to, I think it's the the building of the trust. I would imagine that once you've done that, that it's a, a much easier job and easier things to enforce. Have you found ways to build trust with our folks and trade partners quickly and effectively? Absolutely. So you, you know, coming onto a new project or one that's already going on, you know, you have to, you do have to build that trust, um, whether that's you do something for them, they, they do something for you. Like it, you have to, there's gotta be a little give and take, right? Um, you know, not everyone's perfect. Uh, I'm definitely not, <laughs> but yeah, building that, that culture and that trust, um, and just making sure that they understand that I'm not here to scold or yell at them or anything if they understand that they're you are genuinely there to help they will work with you more times than none like i would i would like to say 10 out of 10 so that <laughs> genuinely so, there to help is i right. think it seems to be the the key part of that yeah people yeah. will sniff out the bs and be like mm, man yeah faking it absolutely like oh man you gotta you have a you don't like me like what no i, I just want to make sure you're okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, you know, sometimes they think uh, that we pick on a few different trades or something like that. And it's not because I mean, we're not picking on them. It's because, the, you know, they, they could do better. And so sure. we help them and then they end up being an amazing uh, way more safety sophisticated contractors sometimes by the end of that job. Safety sophisticated contractors. That's that was a big word. Good yourself. one right there. I like that, <laughs> man. So, so write that one down. Send it over to marketing. Know, okay. That's great. You're recording this, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I probably <laughs> hope so. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Laurel mentioned that you were down here and you're on KXN recently, or yesterday was it? Yes. Talking about some safety devices. What What are some of those things you have going on out there, and how did you get involved with that? Man, so we had uh, we got we got what's that word? 
approached by by somebody and uh, about the, safety sensors. I'm the worst person to ask. I was okay. be like, I, I'll forget your name at some point. You're set. I'm be like, you the safety man. This guy. guy. You. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, no. So Ross. Ross. Uh, I think got approached by a company named Sentinel, and they have an app called Safeguard Live. And <clears throat> this summer, we started in June. We beta tested it. Uh, the sensors are polarity sensor that you wear. There's like a little band you wear on your arm and then it reads your internal body temperature. It's like walking around with the therm thermometer on your head all day. You know, you're okay. just sitting there taking your temperature all day pretty much. Um, so, but it gives you live, live action look at it. So we tested that all day or all, all summer had really great success with it. Um, we, we had several, Things come up where some of the guys got too hot, and it sent them a low alert, which it sends them a thing on on their phone. Okay, um, like a hey, take yeah. take ten, drink some water. Type yeah, deal. and it also sends me a notification. So it's like, hey, this person's been hot for this long, or this person has a high heart rate, whatever that might be. And it's like, okay, hey, let's look at that. Let's, why don't you come inside for 20 minutes, cool down, let's get you back to normal and send you right back out. So, I mean, especially with these record temps, man, it's... Boy, howdy. Yeah, talk about perfect timing as far as uh, deploying those in, in yeah. June and getting some good feedback and all that. Absolutely. So we've been using those sensors, and then we just switched over to the Garmin watches, um, which everybody actually prefers. So you really barely feel it. Um, we're actually giving it to everybody uh, that wants to wear one. Uh, you know, if they if they want to, great. If they don't, no, you know, no big deal. But um, there's so many things to it. It shows you your body battery, like how rested you are, your stress levels. Uh, I think one of the people here earlier said, if it if something tells me I'm stressed, I'm going to get more stressed. I said, I said, well, we, you know. <laughs> That's funny, but um, no, it reads all kinds of stuff. So, and it's um, it, it's a, it's a watch. So, if something happens, it, it pops up on their watch. So, rather than them having to pull their phone out, look at it, stuff like that. So, there's just a lot more, a lot more stuff that we can do with that watch than we can with those sensors. And the availability of those electronics, they've become so much more accessible. It become cheaper. Yes, it's reasonable to say like, yeah, we can get these for this group of people on a project. It's not some sort of monstrous investment of like, oh, it's you know three thousand dollars per person to yeah. get this rigged up. Yeah, you're talking about what probably less than a hundred bucks, I'd imagine, for the watch. Yeah, it's about. I think you're right at it. Um, you know, it's it's nothing crazy. It's you know, but it's it's definitely an invest. Let me just say it this way. Ross puts it this way. It's an investment in our people because it's another layer of protection for our employees that are out in the field doing the work. You know, so uh, for me personally, if I was still a laborer and they were like, "Hey, wear this," I'd be like, "Okay." And then you know they tell me the why behind it, and it's it's to catch the heat illnesses before they happen. I'd be all over that because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten overheated or possible heat stroke and didn't realize it. Just got too hot and had to go sit in the truck whenever I was working somewhere or something. Right. I'm telling you, it, it heat is not a joke. It, <laughs> it, it sneaks up on you and mm -hmm. it has that uh, delusional effect. So you don't, it's kind of like epoxy. You don't realize it's happening <laughs> until it's too late, you know? That's right. Uh, you'll, you'll be out there and be like, man, I'm feeling hot. And you realize, oh, I'm not sweating. I feel okay, though. Yeah. You know, I feel like I keep look going. Great. I feel like, great. Oh, a little lighthead, a little dizzy or whatever, but uh, it's, it's fine, right? Probably just had had too many drinks last night or what have you. Next thing you know, you're sitting there doubled up on IVs, hoping you can get yeah. your body temp down. Absolutely. 
that, that's that's also been a push on projects. Please don't drink a lot during the summer. <laughs> you know, and weekends come and it's like, oh, that's hard. It's like, I'm telling you guys, this is the this summer and last summer are two of the record summers that we've had since 2012, 2010, something like that. It's been crazy. So I I I try my best in safety meetings. Don't. Please don't drink before you come to work on Sundays, <laughs> you know, on, before before Monday. I'm just like, guys, it, it, you don't realize how quick this can get you. Oh, so but, drain all that water out of you. But, I mean, a lot of our trade partners have been amazing, watching after their people and making sure that they're being safe and well, that's, hydrated. That's awesome. It's such a great thing to hear, and I think it's because of people like yourself and Ross, and uh, we had A.J. Alvarez on a while back, and, yeah. of course, the, the, the Pauls out there doing their safety thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's the effort of all you guys that allows them to be as safe as they are. Absolutely. Those, those nice little reminders about, hey, make sure you're tied off appropriately. Make sure you're taking a break. It's make those sure little things. Yeah. Uh, have your tools inspected and all that. You've got the right tape on the cord or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. It's just little things like that go a long ways um, because some, some of those little things can end up being big things. So <laughs> it's good that, that we have everybody in the department to make sure that we do that. You mentioned... Uh, not being too aggressive on the drinking on the weekends, but I've heard you're a bit of a fan of of the beer out there. <laughs> I do like I do like some beer, and uh, yeah. Do you, do you have a go to whenever it's a, a Sunday afternoon? You're baking, and you know you just want something crisp and refreshing and uh, enjoyable. You, you got like a prescription there, Doc? Man, mine mine's uh, Coors Light. Uh, I do like me some Coors Light, but uh, Ross likes to make fun of me. So I'm gonna try not to right now. It, uh, okay, I see. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, uh, so I try to I try to drink a Dallas Blonde here there and okay. a Yingling. Yeah, I think did I say that Yingling. right. Yingling, that's yeah. a great beer. I'm a fan. Um, but man, when it's 108 outside, I'm grabbing me something that tastes like water. Right. <laughs> I was gonna, so say, it, I was gonna say it before. Yes. I was going to say it before you said it. <laughs> so, yes, nothing better than a good Coors Light after doing some yard work or working on a truck or something on the weekend, sitting by the pool. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be quick to give you give you a hard time about that, but I can also appreciate that. Like, there's just that, like I said, it's, it's, that, it's the silver bullet, right? Man. Taste the Rockies. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if anything, I tend to lean towards the champagne of beer. Uh, I'll try to keep it classy. Oh, Mr. Miller time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right but you know that's i, I can go in on you <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear i'm, it. I'm ready to take i'm it. kidding i'm kidding what? all my friends drink miller because it has 96 <clears throat> calories oh that's adorable See, i'm like that's that. uh i'm trying to get like you that's great oh just <laughs> oh come on <laughs> with three percent body fat over there <laughs> i wish starting to hang over my buckle yeah <laughs> That's why we do the, the shoulders up. Oh, thank no one God. Will have thank you. Any idea. <laughs> Focus on the good features, right? All right. That works for me. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, if you had to pick one, we've got this whole f food and drink section in, in the show, apparently. If you had to pick one meal that you're going to have for the rest of your life, every meal is this meal. You, you can't have anything else. What meal are you going to have? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I've been thinking about this question. Because I'm a very, I'm a child when it comes to food. I was going to say, we know it's not going to be anything with broccoli or asparagus. <laughs> yeah, or it's not going to be anything zucchini. with greens on it. <laughs> so, um, man, I'm a big pizza burger guy. Um, like okay. a, a good za, 
<laughs> a good, a good, a good pizza. I'm all for it. So, um, and I will literally eat pizza until I'm sick. I love pizza. Wow. So, so I, go, I had some last night. P- pizza for life. Yes. Man, oh I, man. I know uh, Miranda is out doing doing Miranda things right now, but she she's the same way. Pizza and burgers. Man. And nothing better than just that's American. Ah, oh, so American. But, oh, and steak. <laughs> Steak. I'm a big steak person. Okay. You're sticking with pizza, though, are you? Yes. It's, you it's pizza easy. over steak. Well, have you seen the prices on steak right now? I, I can't afford I can afford a pizza. I don't grocery shop, so no, I haven't. <laughs> Do you order them to your door? <laughs> I'm not that fancy. Okay. I, I was about out, to say. <laughs> no, I, I live out in Elgin. There, There is no delivery service coming oh, out there. Hey, I think I drove through there today. Yeah, you probably did, yeah. I think I did, going to College Station. Yeah, taking 290. Yeah, prob- sure. Something like that. Yeah. Wherever it's Some highway. Out, where my Apple CarPlay told me to go. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing getting delivered to our door. Uh, <laughs> we, I don't even know if we get water delivered. Well, yeah, I guess that's city water. But there you go. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, you, you take pizza over steak, man. You have a, a go-to pizza joint up there in Dallas? Something that you hit up? Uh, Grimaldi's. 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 Man, so good. Okay, and this is gonna. This is actually gonna blow your mind. Are you ready for this? It's because they have the best Caesar salad. <laughs> Hold on. I know I said I know I said nothing with greens or anything, <laughs> but I am a Caesar salad guy, and Grimaldi's has the best Caesar salad. You'll it's the freshest thing you'll ever taste in your life. The, the, the croutons and everything it is, a, is absolutely amazing. Oh my goodness! Now the pizza is good. But I've had better here in Austin, which is what is V one three? Viva Viva three one three. Viva or Viva Viva three one three. Viva three one three. V one three one three. That deep dish, that by far my favorite pizza I've ever had in my life. Uh, that is well so known good. too. And I, it came out of a trailer. You, you, you traveled. It, was places. that Lester Pearl? Uh, next to Red River. I don't. They know. had or no? It was at the the one next to that the little spot yeah. next to it. They had the but it was out of a trailer. I was like, that came out of a trailer. That is absolutely amazing. And now you go, you go to Denver, or San Francisco, or Nashville, or something like that, Man. and they're like, "Oh yeah, we know, we know about yeah three one three like that." I don't understand how this happens. I don't either, it's but incredible. man, it's amazing. It is. That's a that's a top notch pizza. <laughs> You've got some good taste there, sir. The I salad so. thing, I'm still a little baffled by. I'm telling you, is there a Grimaldi's down here? Not that I'm aware of. Is there? Is there? Is that a Dallas thing? No, Dem- oh, Domain. Oh, All see, right. I think you found your new next lunch location. I'll tell you what, if it weren't an hour and a half drive from the office, we'd we'd be on our oh, way there after mind. this. <laughs> As I'm, I'm being a little exaggerated in my words here. It's not that bad, but it does feel like it's traffic. Painful. Traffic yeah. is probably an hour. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, so p- pizza and Coors Light. That's uh, I, I, I know what to get. <laughs> That's a Mr. Campbell a basic for his birthday. Man. <laughs> so, I know you're thinking it. Just say it. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Well, you know, between the the pizza, Coors Light, and trucks, like you're you're checking all the boxes. I think. Yeah, I don't know for who, but <laughs> I, I, just Texan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so you originally from Texas? I was actually born in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, okay. And we moved here when I was like three months old. When my dad was a framer, he was chasing, chasing houses and building them. And we moved to Keller or North Richland Hills when I was 
three months old or something like that, and we stayed there until he moved. And chasing forward. houses. I'm guessing that was uh, like that, you know, mid '90s boom or something, mm-hmm. late '90s. It was. He was. Yeah, '95s baby. Wow, <laughs> man, that's crazy. So uh, Scottsdale to Dallas, and then that was uh, home base for you. So still is, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's I enjoy it. I, I don't really see myself living anywhere else. Uh, I told Ross he could send me anywhere as long as it's with RO <laughs> and not away. <laughs> but you know, for the most part, yeah, Fort Worth, Fort Worth, and Dallas is home. Nice. That's a it's, it's a nice little spot, and everything's there. You've got your selection of professional sports teams, tons of good food, yeah, entertainment, Cowboys, baby. <laughs> Ooh, diehard fan there. Yeah, man, love love me some Cowboys football. Yeah. Love me. I'm so excited for football season. During the summer, there's nothing on TV. <laughs> so, like, you can't, you can't like, go have lunch with the boys and, like, enjoy a good football game. You just watch reruns and, and stuff. <laughs> I never thought about that. But, yeah, baseball playoffs are in the fall. Football playoffs are fall, winter. Mm-hmm. And really, at least for Texas, like, you want to be inside in the summer. Like, we need to reevaluate and get – out. when's the Stanley Cup? Is that over the summer? Yeah, I think I'm, that's, like, June, July area. It's something like that. So you've I, at least got that. But I, that's backwards because it's, it's – I think it's in June, the Stanley – Who do we talk to about this? Uh, you know, like my buddy Bradley is a huge NHL guy. Then when we call him, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get a, yeah. Phone a friend. <laughs> we, there we, we go. We, Look, we June, June 3rd. Man, this is great. There it this, is. This is our first time having this. We, we literally set that up like two hours ago, and Thank I'm goodness. loving it already. Thank, I love this it. This is great. Uh, <laughs> that's for everyone downstream. We have a, a computer monitor over here, and we're able to see what what people are pulling up, and able to see the photos of uh, Super Rip Seth and all that. So oh yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. We're we're, we're innovating. We're trying to keep up with the safety. The innovation department. station, baby. Hey, <laughs> got some familiarity there, I love right? It. Yeah, get, get in there. Just submit some ideas. I have. I'm just kidding. I, was gonna, I don't. I don't think you have. I, I think I, I've I, submitted I can, one, and it was, it was the same ch- idea with with Tom. Ooh, what's his? He's a superintendent down here in Austin, or uh, Trey maybe, or Trey Jim. The uh, burn the PTPs. Uh, uh, we, Thomas Lucas. Yes, yeah. we had a similar idea. That's right. We we all That's got right. together and worked on that. So I'm excited to see what comes of that. Um, very very excited for for that. That um, is such a huge leap forward and it's not this the most technologically complex thing imaginable but just the the amount of work reduction and the ability to to have those available mm-hmm. and to, to automate some of those processes and all that around the the ptp cards and safety forms and all that man it's, it's such a burden off of the folks out there on the job to keep track of the paperwork and scan them in and save them in this folder and all that no absolutely it's doing paperwork is is not everyone's favorite uh, it's not my favorite i'll i'll tell you that um but yeah, like having everyone fill out everything, you know, keep track of track of the paperwork and all this stuff that is required by OSHA. It's like, whoa, whoo, wait, can't we do this digitally somehow? So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes of it. For sure, and it just it frees our people up to do what humans are good at, right? To go out there and do those safety walks, do those three phase uh, inspection checklists yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that, instead of sitting there and spending. 10 hours a week or I hope it wasn't that bad, but however many hours a week, you know, f- filling stuff out, scanning it in. It feels just, like 10 hours. 
I'm sure it does. You should, yeah. yeah, you should scan some in for me. Oh, no, I'm good. I should have brought some with me. That's uh, <laughs> fresh out of time on that one. So time to go. It's a pleasure having you, Mr. Camp. <laughs> hey, I'd do anything for you guys. If that's how we could make your life better, we'd. I mean, we wouldn't do it, right? We'd find I was some other like, way hang to do on. It. We'd build a robot to. I just scan found out Office in. Depot will. You can send a, them a, a stack of paperwork, and they'll scan it for really? you and send it back to you on a PDF. There's a great shout hack out to Dalton out there. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. It says shout out Dalton for teaching me that. There you go, man. He's, I didn't even know they did that. I, I was had no like, idea. oh man, what a great service to offer, yeah. right? Like no one wants to do that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so <laughs> give it to somebody else to <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it's let's be honest. Honest. Uh, you know, if they're, scanning they're, thousands of pieces of paperwork in a week is is not somebody's cup of tea. And if it is, send them our way. Ross <laughs> Ross will gladly hire you to scan paperwork. I'm sure, but don't take my word for it. Oh man, that's yeah. You, you never know. Maybe someone just gets joy out of life of just seeing that stack shrink down to nothing, and no it's way. just what makes the clock tick. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not me. That's for sure. It's not summer to mowing yards. I'll say that. <laughs> that's satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brother. Uh, what are some ways that you feel like we could all make job sites safer? And we've got the eyes and ears of a lot of uh, P's, QM, supers, and all that out there right now listening to this. What are some ways that just day in, day out, they could be making their job sites? Just that, just that, that little, that incremental change. I, you know, we've been pushing for it, but the culture um, and training no one, in my opinion, can have enough training, even my, even myself. Um, but, yeah, getting our younger people trained up, uh, the training that we even give our hourly folks, possibly. But, you know, just making sure that everyone understands what's going on on a job site and they understand the hazards and the risks, stuff like that. And, and it, all starts, it all starts in the trailer, you know, the culture. You know, if, if we have somebody that that fights somebody on every little thing about safety, about putting something up that's going to benefit the project and benefit keeping people safe. And they, we just keep, it's, it's like that, that term that uh, Jonathan Grammer uses. If you're going to be the, the river's flowing, are you going to be the rock in the river or are you going to flow with us? So, you know, it's, it's getting everybody on the same page as far as the culture, in my opinion. How, that's a, a thing that makes a lot of sense. How, how do you think we get there? Cause that is such a, uh, it, it feels so hard to change. It feels like there's a, a lot of boulders in the river, and they might erode over time, but you're going to be waiting eons. I know. Um, yeah. Cool. You know, we think about this as a, as a department pretty often, about how, how do we get everyone's buy-in? And it all starts with the why. You know, um, why do we want to be safe? And it comes back to our families. Everybody wants to see their families when they go home. Um, if we can just keep pushing for that and letting people under, like, unfortunately, sometimes it takes a scary a near miss or something like that. Of that instance, I hate to say that, but sometimes it takes an eye opener to get somebody that's been battling, getting on the same page. They see in that scary near miss or something like that to get them bought in. And I tell you, when you see some stuff that, you know, the safety has seen, I, for luckily for me, I have not seen anything too drastic, but I've seen enough to where I'm like, well, let's, let's be better. Let's learn and improve and get on down the road. And, but yeah, I, I, 
don't have a full answer for you on getting those boulders out of the river. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anyone does. So You're right, but if 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 we can pick up a, a little bit from from you and a little bit from the next guy or gal that sits in that chair, we can kind of grow as a whole and learn what has worked for others. Uh, in Absolutely. Your, your case, you know, f- yeah. finding that why and using using that to drive things forward. Absolutely. What do they call it? The ROA. Yes, sir. Yeah, it sure did. You know, safety starts with me is the first is the first one, but the, the ROA is also safety starts with me. You know, because that's part of being an RO. We we pride ourselves on our safety culture. So if we just we got a couple more boulders to get out. I think I think we're on our way. That's I think, hey, I think we're there. Get, so you know, as that river gets gets bigger, that boulder is going to get easier to push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think there's going to be more water pushing it down. Yes, but. sir. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, that's yeah, some that's some good stuff there, Mr. Campbell. I think I know the answer to this, but I'd written this question down before I learned some of these interesting facts about you. Uh-oh. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Oh man, I'm definitely an introvert. Really? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely an extrovert. I'm very outgoing. I was gonna say you caught me off guard there. Uh, <laughs> This is an interesting one. Yeah, I, uh, more of an extrovert. The, there's some. There's a few people in RO that can tell you some stories about me being quite talkative. Care to list any names? Though? Absolutely not. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like they'll be calling in. Do, yeah. do we have a phone in here? We, we do have uh, no phone, but they can pop their questions into the chat. Oh no way! And we'll. Uh, That's scary. Yeah, try, try to get to them if, if any come in. Uh, no, so I've. I always grew up the energetic kid. I was always, I never met a stranger. So I think that helps me in safety, being able to walk up to people and stuff like oh. that. But yeah, definitely extrovert. Yeah, I imagine that's hugely helpful as a safe, uh, supposed to say safety officer, safety manager. <laughs> um, Some companies it's safety officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you carry a badge and everything. Right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I think a naturally introverted person, that's going to be, uh, I think I, I, I would imagine that I'd probably fall onto that introverted side of things. And it's not that I don't like talking with people. It's that if you, if I go to a party or something like that or some sort of social gathering, I, I love every second of it, and it fucking drains me. By the time I'm done, like, that's... Yeah, mentally. Like, I, I need to get away from people. Like, right. I'm, like, I, I don't even want to listen to the radio. Like, I want to hop in the truck and drive home and just, like, that. that's it for me. Like, I'm 100%. tapped out. That's that's me when I go to my godkids' birthday parties. Really, a bunch of kids. I don't it have just, kids of my own, but man, going to their birthday parties and like kids are everywhere. You're just like, what? That's and then everyone when they leave, me. it's like you're like, oh, and everyone's like, you don't even have any yet. I said, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I, that's not why, but you know, we're we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when the times right, that's you know, right. When, when the mood strikes you, it'll, God blesses me. It'll so. happen. Uh, I heard you like getting off to uh, Colorado and Cancun, and those are two pretty. Who told you that? We have sources. Oh my gosh! Right, we've developed Man, a bit of a following. I here. love me some Colorado and Cancun. Those are two very different spots. What, what <laughs> do you love about each of those? Um, so I will say Cancun. You can sit by the beach and or the pool and have absolutely zero worries. You can leave your phone in the room and you just you know you can completely disconnect. All you can hear is the water. I go to the all adult 
resorts, so there's no <laughs> so there's kid, no god kids running around. No, yeah, no, yeah, no kids running around splashing me. You know, so it's pretty tranquil and chill, and it's fun being around people my age or similar. You know, sure. they're all there for relaxation. So I definitely love Cancun for that, and uh, Colorado is seeing snow and uh you know texas doesn't get a lot of snow i know we get ice and it absolutely destroys everybody's life but for about three days yeah yeah yeah, yeah until texas heats back up to 80 degrees <laughs> <laughs> but uh no colorado definitely has my heart too i snowboard a lot oh really i, I try to go every year uh, okay. I'm trying to get it to where I can go a couple times a year, you know, but just you got that uh, refresh week. There's one week you can yeah, hop in if you don't mind crowds. Oh man. Yeah. I, I went this last time and I forgot it was like spring break and oh. it was in Breckenridge and it was busy. I feel like Breck is the worst for spring break. Thank you. I don't, I think it was spring break, but it yeah. was, I had the blast. I had the best time. And I, you know, some of the places that you stay up there just have incredible views and I love seeing mountains. Like, that's a different relaxation for me. Um, you know, you got the beach and the sound of the water. Up there, you hear nothing. I think they're both humbling experiences. Yes. You you, you go dip your toes in that ocean. And you think, you know, uh, that there is nothing from me to Africa or me to Japan or whatever. Like, that. it's incredible. You think about how big that body of water is. Oh, my gosh. You that, like, I, I'm... I'm hardly anything. You are 100% right. Like, you know, when you see the mountains, you're like, man, some, someone created this. You know, God created that for, for me personally. But, you know, you're just like, God, like, I hope everyone gets to experience this. And then you go to the ocean and you're like, that's so much water. And, like, the things that are in the ocean, oh, you won't catch me in the ocean. <laughs> You'll catch me as long if there's 50 other people and we go snorkeling, I'm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Building a protective barrier yes. around yourself. Oh, yeah. I've watched the Meg. I've watched Jaws. No shot. <laughs> no way. There's too much stuff out there. Oh, bro. I mean, there's like the submarine. Oh, oh yeah. How deep they were? Could you imagine? Oh, that's. I get anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's something you really got to try to get oh. into like there was a whole process you had to pay a bunch of money and climb in and yeah. then it had to dive to that depth so i don't think that's going to happen unintentionally no i but, agree but like oh i couldn't imagine like because they came out with that thing like all the creatures that are at certain levels mm. and stuff and you're like right. whoa that looks scary <laughs> you know like oh man it's, could you it's could an you, alien world I, do you there. think they saw a meg down there i, I don't think they saw anything uh, <laughs> I, th I think that it was just like I would imagine it was just blackness and dark and like a fish here or there, and then it, I like that was it. It was just over, I, just like a little fog on the on that one little bubble, <laughs> just the briefest of moments. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, is that crap? Oh, yeah, that was that. Yep, yep, and it imploded. Yeah. Oh man, that's a bummer for those folks. That is, that is bummer. I don't think I'd pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go and sit in something with a PlayStation controller. I don't think I'd pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house if I didn't have to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you there. That's what loans are for. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you, you use the bank's money there you or go, someone there you else's go. money. Yeah. But it, what about with the mountains? You don't uh, you don't worry about uh, like a Bigfoot coming to get you? Oh no! Oh, that's weird. You say that. Uh, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, my dad used to always mess with me. So we had a. <laughs> Wait, are you ready for story time? Yes. <laughs> so my dad, uh, we had a we had a lease up in Oklahoma, 
with Ricky Spiegel. Uh, he used to work for Art Roger O'Brien, and it was up in the 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 Toka Mountains, I believe. And it was nothing around, nothing but woods and mountains, and I mean, it was one way in, one way out. And at night to go to the restroom, yeah, I'd go outside. We were still building the facility, uh, the house. And he, right before I'd walk out, I go watch that Bigfoot. <laughs> and I'd sit out there like, and I was like. 11 and if i extrapolate your height and age you're about so, two and a half feet tall and 28 pounds yeah i was a little b guy and so <laughs> i would i would go outside go to the restroom as fast as i could and i would run back inside i used to i used to run to take the trash out i hate i i used to think that it, that that was real thought so, that the big was gonna come snatch you i up really and... thought like i mean i because i used to watch the uh documentaries the, did not help um <laughs> oh man uh un, un, unsolved or uh, uh, uh something like that big, it was like bigfoot mysteries or something oh this was like a bigfoot oh it was on discovery like, channel oh okay okay yeah and like so like the the place that we stayed had like a pond out front and the the floodlight you could perfectly see the other side of that puddle of that of that pond and i just i could picture something just walking across it one night and i was like oh i gotta go i gotta go <laughs> I, yeah no it's way time to boogie yeah this bigfoot's trying to come get me yeah trying, was... trying to adopt me or something here <laughs> yeah it was uh because they him and rick uh charlie and ricky used to tell me stories about bigfoot country and they're like we're deep in it right now that's I'm like, so oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so gullible. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Just out there getting terrorized by Pops and his coworkers. Yeah. Oh, man. That's. But you got over it now? Does yeah, that, yeah. No, we're okay. good. Yeah, so Sleep I love Colorado. Open. The only thing you worry about are mooses. Um, which if you well, don't, vicious. don't mess with them. Oh, don't, they're fast and big and awkward and <laughs> don't. You you seen that TikTok where they're like, uh, "Mom, there's a moose outside." No, they're out. This... They're out. They're in someone's front yard fighting. <laughs> oh, the the, the, me, the moose, moose are, are the, yeah. yeah there's okay. stud, stud mooses and they're just out there fighting. Oh and this guy's screaming at his mom, "Ma, there's a moose outside." <laughs> oh, Get away from the windows and the yeah, doors. Yeah, something. They're right? Like, yeah, let's go outside and video. <laughs> Tell him. Oh man. Man, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, life is not... Your parents try to paint the picture of life for you as much as they can growing up. But when you turn into an adult, it is difficult. Um, I would definitely tell young Seth to save his money and don't spend it. I can't save money to save my life. You can ask anybody. You can ask... You can ask Charlie, you can ask Ross, you can, I mean, anyone that's known me in this company, in you out. can ask, they're like, why, do, what, what do you, do? you don't need that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but it looks cool. It's, it's, I'm like, yes, I do. It looks cool. It's fun. I want it. Why yeah. can't I have it? Yeah. So <laughs> I would definitely tell young Seth to maybe take a financial class um, <laughs> to try and learn how to, or maybe an, an Excel class to learn how to do a budget, even though my mom has showed me eight times. <laughs> so, and uh, I always get mad when she tries to tell me how to spend my money, and I'm like, "That's not right." She goes, "Yeah, but you're saving it, doing this way." I'm like, "Ah, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to save money. Um, I want to spend it. I'm a hard-headed only child." Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. Yep. <laughs> yep. Man, that between that and Scottsdale.
I don't know what it is about the water out there, but there's just a little bit of crazy that comes out of that probably, spot. Probably because I was, you know, if, if my I was born there, so my mom carried me there, and it's like 135 degrees, so I probably cooked a little longer. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got the the fiery think, red hair. I think right? that's where it came from. The, <laughs> so much the sun. sun. The sun just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seth Campbell, this has been an absolute blast. I, I'm so happy that you came down. I actually asked Ross to come down, and he was like, "I didn't know. I'm going to be traveling." Uh, so he, he <laughs> you didn't do, make do it. your best, Ross. <laughs> See, he put me on the spot. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can even pull it out there. <laughs> I'm not doing it because I like my job. But you know what you got to be doing is uh, making sure that you you're being safe. You know, got like got to clip as see you're Scottish now. As uh, I don't know, I think that was like I think that was like Sw- Swedish. Swedish. <laughs> Abba meets the the Scots or something. I don't know. Yeah, we, we love you, Ross. And more yeah. than happy to hear you make fun of me and my inability to speak more often. He's definitely going to come now so he can roast you. Just, uh, hey, I'm in. We, <laughs> do a I'm safety roast battle. I'm joking. Uh, thank you to everyone for jumping on today and checking this out. Uh, get out there, vote for the RO SMPS stuff that's going on. That that marketing department's put in a lot of effort into making those uh, awards look good and trying to capitalize. Let everyone see how great RO is. So go go support them. Uh, you know, think about Seth whenever you're trying to change that culture. F- find ways to change it. Use that why, uh, whatever that may be. If it's getting getting home to your family safely, if it's building that project the right way the first time around and making sure that everyone's proud to say they built it, f- find that why. And that's how you can have that change and uh, save money. Right? Yeah. Just a little bit occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Except on safety. Let's yeah. <laughs> spend all your money on the safety. Spend money on safety. <laughs> oh, brother. We'll be back next week with, uh... oh, man. Nope. <laughs> I've forgotten. Rick Brown, thank you. There you go. Yeah, I was like, don't look at me. This is your thing. No, this is like a chain thing. Chain oh, okay, email. okay. And we'll be back next week with uh, Rick Brown from San Antonio talking about uh, working down there, what it's like to be a superintendent, and how we can all uh, up our, our building game. So tune in for that one. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you, Seth. Thank you.